welcome to our event. Now, I know some of you, especially from the South, many times have gone to grandma's house, uncles or aunts, and when it came to dessert, you either had banana pudding, but if you're from the South South, you had cobbler. Specifically, you're from Georgia. <laughs> you had peach cobbler. And man, the things it did to your brain. I remember, you know, <laughs> nothing else mad. But today, we're going to go beyond time. I was at the Montclair Farmer's Market. And I'm checking out all the new people who are out there, some of the regulars. And I see something called Emma's Cobble. I'm going, oh, somebody. I got mom's or grandma's recipe. And they're actually sharing. So I go... I see, oh, you got, you got apple, you know, you got peach, of course, and some other flavors. A good variety. I'm like, wow. And then I start reading this thing about the person who created this. And my mind is blown. And I interviewed the young man who was there. He told me about the company and what they're doing. He says, you got to meet the owner. I'm like, yeah, I do. So when I went home, I meet the cobbler. And I'm like, I gotta tell And I chose apple cobbler because I'm like, okay, if they're doing cobbler, you know you can do peach. Can you do other flavors? So I just closed my eyes, you know, and let my taste buds work. I'm going, okay, I got some sweet. So that was eating it cold. So of course, when I warmed it up and I had a little ice cream, I was in heaven. Gotta be. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our event. I'm allowed my guest to introduce himself. We're gonna learn about what's this Emma's cobbler. So my name is Eric Dawson, and I am the grandson of the late Lucy Emma Dawson, and I am the founder and CEO of Grandma Emma's. And one of the products that we produce, um, and we are happy to share with the world, is mm -hmm. our uh, is our infamous uh, right. peach cobbler. But beyond, beyond that peach cobbler, yes. we do have five additional flavors. We have the oh, apple. Apple, yep. We have the blueberry. Yes. We have a sweet dark cherry. We have a pineapple upside down. And drooling. And we have a strawberry banana. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know a foodie came up with those flavors. What would they like? Well, this would make them drool. You know, you want to taste it. So the cobbler is a great Product. And as you know, with any product, what's the story behind it? Eric, how did this all come to be? I, I know it's more than just, hey, I want to share my mind, you know, recipe, mm -hmm. because, you know, we never tell you what's in it. Because that's, that, that, you know, we don't want you duplicating what we do, but we know the originals can always do it better. So tell me, what's the story behind the coffee? Well, so the story started um, many years ago when I was a young kid. I yeah. used to go to my grandmother's house to, you know, hang out with my grandparents and just to find some comfort, man. And mm. she used to bake um, a cobbler for me. And it was one of my favorites. I mean, she did other things. She made an amazing uh, coconut pineapple cake. Yes. You know, I mean, that's a southern staple yeah. too, right? Um, and she did some other mincemeat pie was another thing that I see. Come on now, I'm going to get you guys. People don't know People about mincemeat pie. Yes. What's a mincemeat pie? It's another meal. 
It, oh, it is, man. So she used to make all these things, but the thing that I loved the most was her peach cobbler. And I love, I used to come in the house, man, that's the smell of the cinnamon and the vanilla yes. and the nutmeg and peaches and everything. And I would sit there and wait impatiently for it to be, <laughs> for it to be done. Well, anyway, it, it brought a lot of joy and comfort to me. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. Uh, but uh, as I got older, you know, um, you know, I moved on to some other things. But in 2018, yeah. you know, I was diagnosed with uh, stage three stomach cancer. Oh. And that took my, my life in a whole different direction, right? And so through that uh, struggle, um, you know, I started sliding down this road of anxiety and depression. And in order to cope with that, uh, going to therapy, my psychiatrist uh, said, hey, Eric, you know, you have to figure out a way to bring you out of out of this slump, right? Out of this dark space that you're in. Right. And so we would talk as most therapists, you know, you know, what, what positive things are in your life? Right. What positive things are you just talk about your childhood? And so through doing that, she noticed that uh, every time I talked about my childhood, I mentioned my grandmother. And when I mentioned my grandmother, I mentioned her cooking and I would bring a smile to my wow. face. And so she said, you know what? Why don't we tap into that? She found the heart. And she did. She she did. And then she said, you know, aromatherapy is good. Right? Smells bring back fond memories yes. and so forth. And so I went to the kitchen, man, and I just started baking in hopes of pulling myself out of depression and, and anxiety. Yeah. And the more I baked, the better I felt. Uh, but I couldn't eat the stuff because, you know, I was going through oh, my, my chemo and dealing with all that. And so I would give it to friends. Okay. Yes. And, and those friends were enjoying it. Come back and ask more. And I baked more. And so that whole cycle <laughs> kept going. And then a friend of mine took some, put it in these little deli containers, and yeah. took it to a local store in East Orange. And the woman at that store sold them, put them on a menu, and sold right. them. Now, this all happened without me knowing. Right. And so he came back to me saying, listen, Harry, you know, I took these here, and we were able to sell them. And the lady asked for more. I said, Rick, he said, you should consider doing this. And it was the furthest thing from my mind. My background is in marketing and advertising. Gotcha. stuff. She test marketed. She test marketed my stuff without me knowing. <laughs> and people were loving it without me even knowing. And so uh, I gave it some thought. And I said, you know, let me give this a try. And so then my marketing brain kicked in and said, well, you know, if you think it's a product that can go out there, you do have to test market it, right? Sure. So we started that whole process. And next thing you know, Grandma Emma's was founded. And in the first year, man, we, pro- we produced and sold over 60,000 units. And um, in the second year, you know, we did uh, over 100,000 to date. We're at somewhere around 190,000 units baked and sold. You truly have been blessed. I mean, like, you come through and you tell me earlier we were speaking, the therapy of baking husband's memories. You know? Well, like I said to you before, my grandmother brought me out of a tremendous amount of comfort. Right. I loved my grandmother. Uh, and now, at yesterday was my birthday. Oh, happy I birthday. I turned 59 yesterday. Uh, so I am in my 60th year officially. Um, but in these years, yes. my grandmother's still bringing me comfort. Wow. Yes. You know, what I, what I learned then is that we don't know the jewels that our ancestors left us. 
us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, we're searching for stuff and it's right there, right there. You know, and and, and that's what I found. And in everywhere. Right. Everywhere we sell this cobbler, folks are drawn to us in, in a magnificent way. So, you know, I'm 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 so happy uh, to be able to do this. I'm so thrilled that my grandmother's name is on the tongues of people all over the country. Right. You know, it's just right. stuff. Man, you're right because you know, my wife and I we sold our house. They moved to the apartment to be closer to our grandchild, but and the picking of things, you, you find stuff that you hold held on to, mm-hmm. and you're like, like my wife had her grandmother's sewing machine a part of that, you know, history, history, and the memories. History. You know, there are certain things you find. I have uh, a, a, a little doll thing that my grandmother gave me. You know, little stuff thing back then before stuffed dolls were anything, mm-hmm. and I held on to that because I remember sitting. In her kitchen, you know, she's baking and this smells. You're right. You can sit back, just close your eyes and go, man, I, I, I would ask her, how much you put in there? Oh, oh, a cup of this? A pinch, a pinch of that? Thank you. So that was, that was, that was the most <laughs> difficult part of this whole process for me, right? Because it was a pinch of this, a right. pinch of that, a little bit of this. Oh, well, I don't measure. No, you know, to your taste. Um, and yeah, that's right. It's the taste. And so... In order to start to produce it in the volumes that we're producing now, right? Formula. Gotcha. So I had to sit down and had to go through it. And then what I did, because uh, I, you know, my grandmother used butter, right? Ooh. Right, you know, lots of butter, <laughs> and, you know, uh, lard if she had. Oh, but lard, you know, a lot of people don't know about lard. And so she she used whatever shortening she, she could you. find. But uh, I used butter, mm-hmm. and as I was convalescing. And baking this, my sister was enjoying it too. And then my sister became a vegan and could no longer Right. And so because she was taking care of me during the time of my convalescing, I wanted her to be able to enjoy it. So then I went back and looked at the recipe and said, How can I make this a vegan dessert that she could that my sister could enjoy? And I was able to do that without affecting the flavor or the texture of it. So wow. now, not only is it a delicious dessert, but it is a vegan-friendly dessert. Across the board. Yes. Across the board, all six places. Some people are right. Some people, because of health is with just their choice of eating healthier, mm-hmm. you know? Now can enjoy it, right? Because there are a lot of, I've had some vegan desserts. I'm going, there's no way there's no butter in this. That's right. Oh, you, you can't tell, I didn't tell you it was Right. You, would you, know. Know. Let me go. you know that's vegan. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow. So you operate, how big is your staff? I mean, those are big numbers. They're huge. <laughs> so um, uh, I now have a person who's working with me in the kitchen. I yes. had someone before, you know, who was working, they left. Yes. And now I have another person working in the kitchen. Uh, and we do two shifts. Okay. Um, but it is right now just two of us. Uh, but... We've been able to streamline the process to be able to accommodate True. Um, the current, um, you know, the current growth. But going beyond where we are now, yeah, I have to. I would have to bring in more staff. So I noticed um, when I was at the market, social networking, ding ding, reaching more folks mm-hmm. across the board. And and I said to the young man, I said, yeah, because you know, once I taste that sauce, I'm gonna bring that into my network. <laughs> like now, nah, I'm gonna share it and tell you. You gotta check it out. Well, that's what's happened, right? So 
we didn't do any any real marketing. Well, we did marketing, but we didn't right. do any paid marketing. The marketing was really letting you try the product. So when we started the farmers markets, and year one, we um, we did the first farmers market, which was in Maplewood. Like, we didn't yeah. even have coolers, man. We borrowed coolers from people, the old styrofoam coolers. Yes. We borrowed a couple of coolers, oh, man. man. And then at that time, we didn't even have the other flavors. We only had the peach cobbler. And we went up there, man. We borrowed a tent because we didn't have a tent. <laughs> so all of the things that were required to be in the car, we had to borrow from people. But yeah. you know what? Listen, you know, and, you know, there, there should be another segment really on entrepreneurial oh, business, yeah. business development so and all kind of, kind of stuff, right? Because I think that a lot of people wait to be perfect. Right. And then they allow the search for perfection to get in the way of good. Right. And and because of that, they become paralyzed and they don't do anything because it's not perfect. It's not ready yet. yet. Yes. It's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. I said, let's go. Thank so you. we went and got a cool, got, got a couple coolers. We went and borrowed a tent. Um, uh, we did all those yeah. things, man. We figured out what we needed to do to sign the papers. We had to get out of the kitchen and go and rent a commercial kitchen to be able wow. to do it. Now they have a cottage law that allows you to bake um, out of your house. Right. Right. That's something legally. 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 But before, the when we started, you couldn't do that. So we had to do all the things Save above board. And then we entered into the market. We sold out in that farmer's market. And, and, then, and then and you've been to farmers market right. where they back up vans and trucks and they unloading all kinds of stuff. The, the the vendors they say, well, what are you guys selling? We right, because everybody's like, they said, what else? They said, that's all we that's got. All we got. That's all we got. And they're thinking, no way, no way. way you got. And we sold out. And in fact, the vendors were lining up to get because they saw the energy at right. our table. And so back to test marketing, I said, I think we have something. Right. So then we signed up for eight additional farmers markets that season, first season. We um, we got into those, and we were the darling of the ball in, in all nine markets that we did. Wow. The second year, right, um, we did 27 farmers markets. So we went from nine, we tripled the business in the second year. And this being our third year, we have the opportunity to be in over 73 markets across the state. Across the state. Across the state. And that's progress. <laughs> and the thing about that, too, is your health, in many ways, that progressing from when you first began, because you're telling me about the struggle. Yeah. So the challenge is this. Um, I, I still have... Um, a lot of issues, right? 16 months of chemotherapy. Yeah. Had my stomach removed. Uh, like I said, I had stage 3 stomach sure. cancer, right? So uh, the tumor was in my stomach, right. but it had it had uh, grown and was invading part of my esophagus. So they had, and it was leaning on my spleen. So just Ooh. out of safety, they removed the spleen in mm -hmm. case it was some microscopic, you know, uh, part of it. And then they uh, they took my stomach and they took part of my esophagus. So people say, well, Eric, how do you eat? Right. <laughs> so what they did was they connected the remaining part of my esophagus to my small intestine. And so when you have a stomach, which is essentially a reservoir and a pre-digestive organ for you, mm -hmm. I don't have that reservoir or pre-digestive um, um, yeah. portion of my, you know, my digestion. So when I eat, the food goes straight through the remaining part of my esophagus into my small intestine. And then... Um, 
and then it's That's essentially right. expels, yeah. right? So right. I, I take on very few nutrients from the food that I eat. So gotcha. I've got to get supplements. I have to go right. once a month to get B12 shot and other kinds of things. So I am prone to being becoming very tired very quickly, mm-hmm. right? All those other kinds of things. I have lots of cramps and things. Right. I have to watch what I eat, the amount I eat, how I eat it. Um, and then outside of that, because of the 16 rounds of chemotherapy, um, I have neuropathy. Because I have severe neuropathy in my legs and my feet, and I have like bad neuropathy in my fingertips. So um, I have I'm always in pain and discomfort. Mm-hmm. So me doing this again not only allows for therapy, right, uh, mental therapy to deal with the, tra- with the mental trauma, the overcoming the daily um, uh, struggles with anxiety and depression, but it affords me the opportunity to, when I need to shut down, I can just shut down. Gotcha. So midday, I'll take a two-hour nap, a two-and-a-half-hour nap. I can't have a traditional job that I'm doing. No, but you need to reboot. I need to reboot, man. And then, you know, I have um, different bathroom habits than, sure. than, than, than somebody who has a stomach and a digestive uh, uh, process has. And so my needing to go to the bathroom as frequently as I have to go um, trying to find a traditional job that would afford me the opportunity to do that, I, I, I can't, right? Wow. So me being here and doing it just gives me the opportunity. You have, yeah, now you really have to be in charge of your body, yourself, yeah. your mental state, your physical state. And, even my, eating, and brother, even my eating habits. Right. right. So I have to eat in small portions. Gotcha, um, gotcha. And so I have to eat. You can't score like this. So imagine having a, a nine to five job and, and having to take a lunch break every you know twenty minutes to go and eat something. And then after I eat, I go through this digestive process yes. where I'm cramping, and then I may have to go to the restroom. Wow. I have to do. How do you do that in a, in a traditional job? Okay. Right, you can't do it. And what jobs will allow you? You know, you have skills, you have the expertise that they need, but who's going to allow you to do that? This is true. Wow. That's true. The right thing. So, so my grandmother's recipe has provided uh, some stability, some comfort, mm-hmm. you know, um, in a way that otherwise I wouldn't. True. Ladies and gentlemen, incredible story. So now, while you're enjoying Emma's <sighs> wonderful cobbler, whatever flavor. You can sit back and realize things in your life, the comfort it brings. It may bring you memories oh, of your grandparents, uncles, or whoever, mom, dad, whoever cooked. And I appreciate your story. I, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to do this and to, and to share it with the, you know, not hundreds and thousands and so millions of people who will know your story. Like you were telling me, a woman who had, you know, cancer stood online at a market to come see you when she was in a worse condition than you were, but you knew the effort it took to come to see you. I mean, there are people who come, and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful yeah. if I can offer any words of encouragement as folks are battling. I mean, look, right. One, being told that you have cancer or finding out that a loved one that you know has cancer is trauma in and of itself. Yes. Right? And so we all are working to overcome it. 
Um, and we need a village in order to do that. And so if I could be you know, any part of the village for somebody and help bring them um, some clarity and some comfort, you know, listen, man, I, I'm grateful for you. You know, um, yeah. if, if you're not, you know, been on the brink of, like, just being gone from this planet and then given another opportunity, you really don't know. But I am wide open and available um, uh, to, you know, to, you know, be, a, you know, insight, uh, comfort, whatever it is to just know anybody going through. So yeah, as a result of me telling the story, mm-hmm. uh, folks have come to to various markets and uh, and I've hugged them and I've listened to their yes. stories. And listen, and those stories are comfort to me. Definitely. They're yeah. comfort to me. You know, so I know those folks are coming and seeking some comfort or you're just trying to learn about what may happen. What does it mean to have your stomach removed? There was a person in the Montclair, uh, we did yes. a, a pop-up at the library in Montclair, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the uh, in the fall. And there was a woman who came said, you know, one of my friends is getting ready to have that operation. And it turned out that she was having that Sloan, and the doctor who performed my procedure was the same doctor who was going to perform hers. Get out and of Sloan so, Kettering, yes. It's Sloan Kettering. And so she asked me, she said, so can you tell me what it was like and what you experienced. Definitely. So for me to be able to, because I had nobody. Sure. Wow. You know, um, and it's a radical thing. Somebody tell you they're going to remove your stomach. <laughs> yeah, because you're trying to figure that one out. You're trying to figure that out, man. Mm. And so to be able to, to, for them to be able to look at me and see that I'm not just surviving. Yeah. Thriving. That's right, man. You know, uh, they say, okay, so I can have that surgery and I can, I can, you know, I can thrive. I can live. You know, wow. You know, some, like I said, there's some challenges. But listen, man, when you weigh it all, mm-hmm. I'm happy to be here. Appreciate it. We're happy to have you. Thank you. How can folks reach you if they want to? Oh, listen. Uh, visit GrandmaEmmas.com. That's GrandmaEmmas.com. And on our website, uh, we have a, a portion that shows all of the farmers markets that we're in. Yes. Shows all of the festivals that we're in and the dates, so you can see. We also have listed the stores that you can purchase. And we're currently in two shop rights. Gotcha. Uh, we're in the Newark shop right. We're in the Bloomfield, or they call it the Brookdale, Brookdale yes, shop right. Know right. That well. So you can find us in the uh, refrigerated uh, bakery section in both of those two shop rights. And then we're in a host of stores and restaurants, you know, in, in the area. Um, but that's how you can find us. Um, and come by and see us. And listen. We're going to be, I know we're at the Montclair Farmers Market every Saturday. Yeah. Um, our newest offering, which is Deep Fried Cobbler. Come on. Kill See? Yeah, and we already know. Not, if you're from the South, everything deep fried I'm going to have good. to walk five miles <laughs> this, all this week just to, okay, I can make room for it. Everything deep fried is good, man. Oh, who are you telling so, me? And so we, we, we <laughs> debuted down here with a 14-foot flag. Wow. For people to see where we were. And a, exactly. And a branded tent. And um, and that festival uh, in in, in uh, Montclair is going to be in the um, in the TD Bank parking lot right on Bloomfield Avenue. Yes. So make sure you guys stop by. Very cool, folks. We're here at Emma's <sighs> Cobbler. My name is Ben Green, and uh, Emma's Cobbler with Eric Dawson is where I've been. Peace. Thank you for listening to Where I've Been.
Brad Ben was written and produced by Benjamin Isaac Green III, also known as Benji, Mr. R&B. This has been another Benji production, 2022.